Welcome to Mom and Dad Are Fighting Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, August 24th, the We Were All New Once edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's nine, and Teddy, who's six. And we live in Tokyo, Japan. I'm Zach Rosen. I make another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show. And I am dad to Noah, who is going to be six this week, and Ami, who's going to be three very soon. We live in Detroit. I'm Jamila Lemieux. I'm a writer, contributor to Slate's Karen Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who's 10, and we live in Los Angeles. Well, today, in honor of the start of school, we have a question about making new families feel welcome in the community. Our letter writer loves their school, but feels it can be very close to outsiders. They want to do better, but aren't sure where to start. Then, if you're in the Slate Plus Club, we're going to talk about some big back-to-school feelings based on a piece we found in Romper. Here's what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. Comparing kids, like, oh, look at Justin. He's having fun over there. And see, Maya's smiling. She's happy. Like, that doesn't help. And that's actually something that I probably have done before. I'm, when I, you know, when I, when I read that, I realized that. And that's, that isn't helping. As a Slate Plus member, you get a whole bonus segment every week and all your favorite Slate podcasts ad-free. It's truly the best way to listen and the best way to support the show. You can sign up for Slate Plus now at slate.com slash momanddadplus. All right, we're going to jump into triumphs and fails as soon as we get back from this short break. All right, Jamila, what have you been up to this week? So I've mentioned before that Naima and I really like to play board games at night or Uno. You know, it's one of our bonding activities. And you can get kind of bored with the games, no pun intended, that you have. So we try to buy new ones every now and again. And at my urging, we purchased Clue. Mm. Clue is Classic. the worst game <laughs> that has ever been created. <laughs> I can't believe it exists. The instructions are so confusing. Have you all ever made it through a game of Clue? Like, I feel like I had it as a kid and my mom and I played, but like, I bought it and there are different instructions for two players. Um, It's usually meant to be played with more people. And when I tell you I read these instructions over and over again (laughs) and could not make sense of how to play this game, I ended up packing it back up so we can take it to the store. I mean, I think basically you're just going, you spend most of your time traveling from room to room. And then when you're in that room, you can look at what's there, right? And then it's kind of like a logic game from that point, because the more you figure out, you know, who is in these packets then you know who's not in them so there's the cards that have like colonel mustard and the you know revolver and the dining room you know and like when you play with two players instead of dividing the cards up between you you put them in the rooms but you only put them in four of the rooms which means you could be going from room to room and not getting any clues it's very confusing but why would you go to a room that didn't have the I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you never go into that room. But what if the crime happened I in know. that room? Yes. Yes, this seems... Because you do, like, some of you have the cards. So you never know what your the other players mm-hmm. have. But then there are cards in the, in the right. rooms. 
I mean, I do agree now that we're discussing it. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a really dumb game. We played it at the at the YMCA one time when we mm-hmm. were up there. But it was like us plus another family. So there was, you know, and we had all these little kids that kept flashing their cards. So when it was time to end the game, it was very easy to end the game. Because <laughs> most of us had seen the yeah. little kids' cards. I haven't yeah, played since the mid-90s, so it's hard for me to remember. I'm so disappointed. You should write to the, what is it, Parker Brothers? What I think it? it's Parker Brothers. Your classic game is actually terrible. Your game terrible. is terrible. <laughs> and it's got this beautiful new redesign. Like, all the characters are so gorgeous now. I just remember that the squares are, like, funny. Like, that you can't, it's not easy to travel to certain rooms. No, it's not. It's weird. It's like, you're not allowed to move diagonally, but, like, it's kind of impossible to get into a room without making a diagonal move. It's very strange. Were you able to return it successfully? Not yet, but I will. Because I've taken a number of board games back to Target that have been open <laughs> and failed. You're like, this, this is, is terrible. terrible. We can't do this. I just really like some of the newer games where like, they've been more thought out. I don't know. In ye old days, maybe we were just content with <laughs> like rolling. Is there even a dice? How do you know how There's many dice. to move? It's a uh-huh. dice, right? Okay, some dice. Oh, gosh. So what a bummer, though. Were you just, like, so emotionally Yes, bummed? especially because it happened the night of the hurricane, and our TV was out, oh. so we couldn't, you know, we couldn't watch anything, so we wanted to play. Guess it's Uno, Uno again. Uno again. <laughs> if anyone has any recommendations for good board games for two players, let us have it. We are open. <laughs> I'm sorry, Clue was a bummer. Zach, how about you? What are you up to this week? Just playing a lot of Clue with my family. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, what am I up to? Well, okay. So we've had a couple a couple significant things happen at our house. I, I think back a lot to the, um, to the potty training expert you interviewed earlier this year, Liz. Um, yeah. And how she said like, you don't need to rush into potty training, like wait for your kid to like beg for, for this experience, like wait for their enthusiasm to, to lead you into that phase of, of their life. Um, and I liked that idea, but then we decided recently that we're actually going to switch daycares. Um, we found one that's actually in our neighborhood. It's, it's a lot cheaper. It seems really great. Um, but the kids need to be potty trained for it. And so Ami's going to be going there in October. And so we've, we've kind of did, we, we did kind of a soft launch. We didn't do like, we're going to sit at home all weekend with your pants off and like try to try to hammer it home. But we're just trying to encourage him to go more. Um, and slowly but surely he's, he's gotten excited about going to the bathroom. And this week, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. On on Sunday, he made his first poop in Yay! the toilet. And then yesterday, and he had been peeing a little bit too uh, in, in toilets, but yesterday he peed standing up at a restaurant, um, which was a very exciting thing. He was very proud of himself. I was so proud of him. Um, and my little guy, Ami, who's going to be three next month, he's, he's growing up. So I'm, I'm really thrilled for him. He's he's not potty trained yet, but um, this is the beginning, and 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 I'm thrilled for him. 
And then this other thing happened this week with Noah where, um, I don't know if this has happened to you where your kid will be upset about something and then call you the worst person in the world, call you, you know, all sorts of synonyms for an asshole. Um, and this is what Noah did a couple days ago. It was, it was, it's, it's usually more so directed at mom than it is at dad. I get the, I get it sometimes, but moms take it. Um, and, uh, undeservedly, but she was, she was, telling Shira that she doesn't want to be her daughter and she's really upset. Um, we we're playing over at our friend's house and there was just, you know, I, I think she felt a loss of control and um, she was tired. She woke up early that day. There, it was just a number of factors, but she blew up at Shira and it was like two minutes. Um, and that was it. Like she was, she was okay after that. But, but a day later, we were talking to her about it, but like, even after we tried to process it with her on her own, she went up to, to Shira and just said, I'm sorry. I haven't, I haven't been so nice to you this week. I apologize. Um, and she said, I just don't like that. You're the boss of me. Um, which is fair. And Shira's like, I, I hear you Noah. Like, the reason why I tell you to do things and dad tells you to do things, even if you don't want to do them is we're just trying to keep you safe and healthy. Um, it's not because we want to be your boss. It's because we're just looking out for you. Um, but it's hard and I get it. And she's like, yeah, I know, but sometimes I just want to like eat chips whenever I want. Uh, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, like I get that. I get that. Um, and like, sometimes you do get to eat chips but um, for now, like, you know, we we are going to be your kind of boss parents and uh, we won't always be, but that's just kind of the reality. And she's like, okay, I, I kind of get it. But um, it's really cool that she was able to, to talk about why she was upset, you know, um, and have a conversation about it after she had calmed down. And it was, um, it was, it was amazing. She's, she's incredible. They're maturing so much. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. all these milestones. I think that's so great. I'm proud of my kids this week. I'm proud of them every week, but especially this week. How about you, Elizabeth? Well, I have a story of me not being a great person. So I am going to preface this by saying, like, I am not my best self during moves. Jeff is not his best self. Like, it is... Oh, when, when you 90s. move across the world with your three kids and yeah. have a bunch of new things, you're not your best self? How dare you? Exactly. And just just like everything, I feel um, here overstimulated all the time. And I can't even like come back to my own like safe home space because while we are now in the house, it is still very much like we don't have any of our furniture. We have like loner stuff. They did deliver... Um, a thousand pounds of stuff, which is great to have, but we have nowhere to put it, you know, and we're in all these little battles, like, uh, we didn't pack any hangers in that move, you know, but hangers are coming. So do I buy more hangers? You know, But it's like that with everything. So just, yeah. I feel like I'm walking around just like managing everything all the time. Plus it's like in the nineties here with kind of no break. And like I mentioned before in the city, it's just hot. So I'm just like mm. hot all the time. Mm-hmm. 
So we decided to go um, to this museum of emerging technology, which is like amazing. But we we drove there and parking is complicated because we got a very small minivan, but it doesn't always fit in all the decks. So I feel like every time we're parking, we're like heightened. And all of this taking there had made us late, which is something uh, and late for a like time that we had set ourselves. Um, we weren't meeting anyone, but Jeff and I both really like to kind of stick to a schedule. So it was like we had left the house late because we had to get all the stuff. We The car ride took longer than parking took longer. So when we get out of the car, he is like rushing because he wants to get the tickets. He is like, if if you've listened to the show, we are now in full turbo Jeff. Like he is moving us so quickly through the parking lot he's picking at the kids and at me, I'm picking at him and the kids. And we see kind of what we think is the elevator to go there. And he's like rushing towards it. He has his hand out. And then I hear this like smack and he has run into a glass door, (laughs) like full face into it. And instead of asking, are you okay? Instead of doing anything, I collapse on the floor in complete (laughs) laughter. And for the next probably, I'm not even joking, four to five minutes, I can't do anything but cry. (laughs) Cry laugh. Like, I try to pull it together to be like, are you okay? Because you guys, he's he's bleeding on his nose. And I can't. I can't. I the, the because to me it was so evident there was a glass door there. The kids are like not sure what to do because we've been like fighting all morning. And I I so I you know I'm like sort of checking on him but I am mostly laughing. Sure. And he is not sure like whether to be angry or see humor in the situation. Um, we do kind of like stumble through getting tickets, but I'm not even joking for the whole rest of the day. Anytime I thought about it, just tears would form in my eyes. Um, and I was (laughs) resisting being like, well, you know, karma is just telling us to like slow down, like whatever, (laughs) like it's just told us calm down. Um, my kids, though, have launched now several conversations about how that is not, like, the compassion that we <laughs> we try to teach them, you know. That like, laughing you at, at him isn't, isn't compassion, you're saying? They were saying? <sighs> yeah, like, like yeah. it's not very, what I did was not very mm-hmm. compassionate. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's still very funny to me. Like, think, like I'm having to hold it together here because <laughs> the image is just so that we were just, like, rushing <laughs> around. And guys, the sound that it made, it was like a bird. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. It was so funny. Anyway, I mean, if I'm he a terrible was really person. hurt, you would you wouldn't have been doing that. I he mean bleeding. he has a bump on his nose. He was bleeding. It was <laughs> like I did stop enough to be like, Do you think it's broken? And he's like, No, and then I just like started cry laughing again. <laughs> I'm chalking it up to be a stress release. Yes. There was just, I was so, like, this is just the way that it was coming out. But the good news is we didn't have to go to a Japanese ER yet. (sighs) Well, on that note, (laughs) uh, we're going to take another quick break, and then we will see you back here for our listener question. All right, we are back. Let's hear today's listener question. Dear mom and dad, we have a neighborhood school in Washington, D.C. known for its close-knit atmosphere. 
but this often poses challenges for new families, especially those with children entering upper elementary grades. We have a family that was new to the school last year. They had a fifth grader who was the only new kid in his class. Not only was the school year tough for the student, but also for the parents. I happened to develop a friendship with the family later in the year and over coffee this summer, one of the parents mentioned that they were close to looking for a new school because they felt so boxed out by the closeness of all the other families. They were commenting that they are so glad they didn't, but that they spent over half the year feeling lonely and left out. I started wondering what we as a school could do better to welcome and integrate new families. While our school's culture of involvement and community is wonderful, it can sometimes feel daunting for newcomers to find their place. Our school starts each year with a welcome movie night, which clearly isn't cutting it. I'm not really sure what else to suggest, though. I'm hoping you might have some ideas that I can pitch to the PTA and other parents to make sure we continue to create an environment where every child and family, whether new or longstanding, feels valued and part of our wonderful school community. Thanks. I was new once, too. This is sweet. I like the spirit of that there is this movie night welcoming event, but you can't get to know people at a movie night. If that's going to be like the welcome where you get a bunch of people together and then you sit silently. Um, I don't know if that is going to be effective. So my suggestion would be to tweak the movie night to something where there's going to be a lot more interactivity that isn't too overwhelming. Like I actually don't love uh, like icebreakers, but if there's something, some kind of event Maybe it involves food, some kind of activity where you're actually going to be interacting with new folks. That would be great. But but I think the main point I want to make is in welcoming folks, the the kind of initial welcoming moment is is just the beginning. And people aren't going to feel particularly like part of this, what sounds like an incredibly beautifully tight-knit community. Like I'm really curious how the how this neighborhood school got to be so close-knit but like what needs to happen i think is for there to be like a welcoming committee um that is going to have a sustained relationship with the new folks so i think that could look like you know students themselves being paired with um you know like a a returning student and a new student paired together and having like check-in times every week for them to hang out but then also you as a concerned um and engaged pta member like you sh- you can and should assign new families to other families and like you know you can invite them for dinner like every week um hopefully you'll get along but like the idea is is to sustain the interactions i think um cuz otherwise you can you can say hello to someone but if you don't follow up there's not going to be much built out of that I was thinking along the same lines as Zach in terms of partnering kids and families up with, you know, existing students and existing families and maybe requiring a weekly check-in. I think that'd be a really great way to help integrate families into the school. You could also turn movie night into game night. Yeah, game night. That's great. That would give folks an opportunity to interact and actually talk. I totally agree. In addition to having um, 
families paired with new families, the PTA could also have somebody who's responsible for checking in on new families every so often just to see, like, how are you feeling about the school? Are you getting everything you need from here? Are you connecting with people? How can we support you? Yeah, I love that idea of someone, like, checking in beyond that first kind of initial meeting. Because I I was thinking about, because we're, you know, new here what every family needs is different. So if there's some way to have that person you're paired with asking them questions about themselves, about their family, and so even if they're not the right family to be paired with, like if you're such a close-knit community, it seems like sometimes you would be able to have someone kind of survey or assess these new families. It sounds like there aren't that many new families, so that then as a community you can kind of take in – these new people and find out what they need. Cause I, I know like for me as a parent, like what I need is someone that I can text with all of the questions that if you have been part of a community are not questions to you. Right. So like when the teacher's like, Oh, I posted this or I sent this home or you're going to be getting this. And you're like, okay, is this an app? Like, how do I get on there? (laughs) You know, where, where are we getting this information? How did people know about this? Like the, that parent that you can text that doesn't mind just being like, hey, I know, are they supposed to wear PE uniforms tomorrow? Like all of those little questions, I think builds a relationship, but is is would be really nice if you provided that to them versus like, well, I now need to find someone that I can do all this with. Like, hi, I'm your person and I'm going to, I'm here to answer all your mm-hmm. questions. Text me anytime. Um, let me know. And then I don't know that you need like formal training, but having those people that were new last year, right, come back and say like, these are the things that I wished happened. I think too, if there's any way to just put this out to the school, like guys, we need to be, there aren't that many new people. If you see someone new, you need to be just at least checking in with them. Have you had any moments, Elizabeth, with existing families at your school that have reached out yet? I mean, the administration's been good. I think because um, we're at an international school that's pretty transient, like the administration's been really good mm-hmm. about reaching out prior to this. But I think like four minutes into orientation, we had an orientation last Friday, I, uh dad sat down next to me and was just like, we are obviously new. I mean, I should say like half the school is a little less than half the school, but is Japanese. And so it's very clear, like already from half the school, we, you know, do not look Japanese. And then um, because it's smaller, everyone knows each other. So it was very clear, like we're a new family. Um, But he just like sat down and was like, hey, you're new, da, da, da. What, you know, do you know what class you're um, kids in? And we were chatting and then... He was just like, do you know how to share WhatsApp um, contacts? And I was like, no. And so he showed me how to do like a QR. You can like do this QR thing. And um, then his wife actually, I met her too. And then she texted me just like, hey, did you have any questions before the first day of school? Just like really nice. They are not, she is not like PTA anything. (laughs) She just was like, we were new last year. Yeah. and then um, actually she found me on the first day of school just to check in. So that was really nice. I mean, the, the nice. parents that pick up all like stand together. So it wasn't like she sought me out. But when she saw me, she said hi. And I just think that's like the nicest thing. I mean, we've moved so much that I also, I mean, I've told stories before, like I find people. <laughs> so like if yeah. the school doesn't do it, I, I found someone in each class during orientation to be like, hey, I'm new. I know I'm going to have questions. Would you mind if I, you know, texted you? Totally. 
I love, though, that this is someone who, like, isn't feeling, who, like, feels like part of the community noticing that. Like, I feel like that in and of itself is a really good sign. Yeah. So good job. I was new once, too. I love this question. Listeners, I'm sure that you guys have some ideas. So please, we would love to hear those. You can, of course, email us at slate.com. That's also where you can send us your own questions or topic ideas. And that's it for our show. Please subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Maura Curry. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is VP of Slate Audio. For Zach Rosen and Jamila Lemieux, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening.